Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Do you know the nickname of oxytocin? Oxycontin? No. <laughs> I think that's the Rush Limbaugh pill. Uh-huh. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. Who are you? I am Tammy Burns. I'm Joe Burns. Now, look, for an hour today on the Rock School Show, we have to do two things. We have to, number one, prove my mother is weird. And number two, prove that I am correct. Are you ready to go there with me? No, I'm not going there no, at no, no. all. Here no, we go. your mother is normal. It is said by Friedrich Nietzsche, the philosopher, that without music, life would be a mistake. He also did a lot of cocaine and talked to his horse. But I think he's got this correct. (laughs) What's weird is as much as I care about music, as much as I research it and what have you, my mother could care less about music. Am I right about that? That's true. If she never listened to another piece of music again for the remainder of her existence, she wouldn't care. Right. You know what she also doesn't like? What? Fried chicken. No way. Something tells me we have to do another radio show on the connection between music and fried chicken. I believe because my mother cares so little about music, she has something called musical ahendonia. A-N-H-E-D-O-N-I-A, anhedonia. It is a complete indifference to music. Really? You don't like it, you don't dislike it, you are just completely indifferent to it. In She hates fried chicken, so maybe that connection is a lot less. But see, where, where does the proving me right section come in exactly because this sounds like a nature nurture thing oh no it's pure nature because my father is a a musical freak he'll listen to anything however the the belief that i have and i've said it on this show numerous times is that people like a certain music because it's physical the the music say country say jazz say blues say hard rock what have you the music, because of its frequencies, because of the intervals between the frequencies, mm-hmm. I believe hits you and forces your brain to either release dopamine, oxytocin, or bad hormones. The ones that release the songs, the music that releases good, happy things are the music you say you like. Yeah. And the music that doesn't are the music that you say you don't. 
And that's why we listen to a small amount of uh, songs in our car? Or Is we, that it? Or we only listen to songs from a certain point in time in our life when our body was sort of being created. When we were growing, that stuff that when you were 16 to about 25, yeah. high school, college, uh-huh. you, can keep, you keep listening to that music. Why? Because life sucks after that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tax, Is that it? Taxes and children. Ah. When you were that age, while you were developing that music is what made you feel good so you kept doing it now that's my theory okay mm-hmm. it's also a theory of mine that my mother has this musical anhedonia i think i'm right and for the next hour i'm going to explain what these things are how music makes us feel good makes us feel bad and hopefully at the end of it you're just going to look at me and go you know what joe you're right. No, I'm not. Yes, you will. Ain't gonna happen. No, yeah, Joe, uh, you're you're right. So I gotta play some music. We'll come back and talk about all this scientific stuff in as unscientific terms as I could. You know, it's only rock and roll, but I like it. Rolling Stones here on Rock School. Out of the Rolling Stones, Tammy Burns, do you like music? I love music. Is there a certain type of music that when you are sad, you listen to it? When you're happy, you listen to it? When you're going to get pumped up, you listen to it? Yes. Do these musics exist? Yes, totally. You, you do not have musical anhedonia. Now, you looked this up while the song was playing. Because with your two medical degrees, you were positive I was saying this incorrectly. I was. Am I saying it correctly? I don't know. No, you have to say yes. Yes. Yes, you are. Three to five percent of the world has this malady, and I am positive with absolutely every part of my person that my mother has it. I've never met a person that has a complete and utter indifference to music. According to those who study this kind of stuff, anhedonia is simply the inability to feel any pleasure with what's associated with music. Yeah. It is not a level of depression. Furthermore, musical anhedonia, again, is not depression. It's simply the ability to gain pleasure. People who have this form will state that they enjoy going to concerts. Why? They gain pleasure from being with people. Right. The crowd makes them happy, but the music itself has absolutely nothing to do with it. Right. Scientists agree there is nothing inherently wrong with musical anhedonia, except it being odd in society. And if it becomes something with brothers and sisters and all that, that they love music and you don't, there could be a depression, but it's not because of the anhedonia. Yes? Yes. Again, I stated that I believe people like music because it is a physical thing, not because the music is great or what have you. I think it resonates in a certain human being's DNA. 
Research also suggests, and this is where I will be proved right, music that people like creates a physical response, namely an increased heartbeat, and increased skin conductuance. You know what a skin conductuance is? Tell me. Tell it's me. The, it's the ability of skin to conduct electricity. Really? The neural response to music was studied by scientists back in 2016 in a paper called Neural Correlates of Specific Music on Hendonia. You can just make anything bulletproof in an academic paper, can't really? you? They found that people who love music have increased connections between the auditory cortical network and the mesolimbic rewards network. Okay, I'm going to give that to you one more time. <clears throat> they have an increased connection between the auditory cortical network mm -hmm. and the mesolimbic rewards network. In your brain. I'm going to tell you what all that stuff means and why when you turn oh, on a piece of music. Oh, don't make us wait. Don't make us wait. No, I got to play another song that'll make you happy. I'm going to tell you what that means, and you're going to look at that and go, oh, man, I am so proud of my mesolimbic lobe. You don't have a mesolimbic lobe. I dig rock and roll music, Peter, Paul, and Mary on Rock School. I dig rock and roll music and love to get the chance to play and sing it. About the happiest sound going down today. The message may not move me or mean a great deal to me, but hey, it feels so groovy to say the radio won't play it unless I lay it between the lines. I am completely right. Uh, we're talking about the reason music is liked by certain people and not liked by certain people. I do enjoy when somebody makes the statement, I like all kinds of music, to which I say, really? And then I play them death metal. Then I play them black metal. So, what do you think about this song? <laughs> it, <laughs> to which, again, people will make the statement, well, it's societal, it's this, it's that. I don't I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I do like a wide range of music, but the stuff I don't like, I don't like. Me too. The only problem is some of the stuff that I don't like is stuff that you really love. Oh, yes, and I, I believe that's why. And it's guitar shredding. Right. It's I, Moundstein. What's his name? Ingve Moundstein. Yeah, that's yeah. him. And, and what's funny about that is he just came through New Orleans and every person on Facebook sent it to me. Hey, Joe, Ingve's playing. Look, I see what he does. I think it's brilliant. I really do. But by about the third song, uh -huh. I got it. I got it. I have, I have, I think, three videos of him, I mean, DVDs, yeah. playing live. It's insanely brilliant. You could have gone. I could have. I would have bought you a ticket. You Go, wouldn't have enjoy. gone, no, would you? No. no. Uh-uh. It's, it's probably because there is an increased connection between the auditory cortical network and the mesolimbic rewards network, right? Yeah. That's what I said in the last break. Uh-huh. The audio centers, what's known as the auditory cortical network, 
are found in every lobe of the brain. You've probably seen the memes and the things online that state, hey, give your kid the ability to learn an instrument because they've done brain scans and when they're playing, everything lights up. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. That auditory cortical network lights up in every single lobe of the brain. And it isn't just when you're playing an instrument, it's when you're listening to music. The more complex the music, the more these cortical things light up like crazy. Do you have to like the music though before they light up? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I would assume you do because I begin to have tremendous indifference to music I don't care for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So then... These are attached to the mesolimbic rewards network. This is the network that when you take heroin, it makes you go, oh, that's good. Okay, here. This is the stuff that when you drink, you go, okay, that's good. Here. Right. Um, When you watch a television show, you're like, oh, that's good. Here. It's the reward system. It's the system where your body says, okay, good for you. Here's some stuff that'll make you feel super duper. Yeah, a little dopamine. These things are connected like crazy. The problem is somebody who has musical anhedonia, they're not connected. They have found the physical break as why one is to the other. Interestingly enough, the sound is different than the video. People who have musical anhedonia, meaning the complete indifference to music, will basically say, I can't, ca- I can't care for the music, but that video is great. Really? So the audio makes them go, the, the video of it. The visual, huh? Makes them happy. And it says here, listening to a song is far more stimulating than watching a song unless you have this anhel, what the heck ever it's called, right? Yeah. Now... It says here in relation to animals, the auditory centers are not specific and they function across the brain. We do not use audio simply as a defense mechanism like a an animal would. Uh-huh. We use it as a pleasure mechanism. mechanism. It's pleasure, it's pain, it's love, it's hate, and that's why when you're sad, you listen to sad songs. I know. It stimulates that part of the brain. It tells the reward system. You're being rewarded, and you feel better. Karen Carpenter can take you there, people. I'm on top of the world. Oh. Sing a song. I don't care if anybody sings along. Nice. Carol King, jazz man, here on Rock School. Lift me, won't you lift me Above the old routine Make it nice Into the first 
break. Now, during the song Jazz Man, you started saying maybe we should use music as a defense. I'm not sure how he would do it. The only thing I'm thinking is if somebody wanted to attack me, I should start singing Justin Bieber. Oh. Give me all your money. (laughs) Baby, baby, baby. Oh. Okay. Wouldn't that be fun? Okay. I'll leave. Goodness. Here, you take my money. Um, At least people would crack up laughing, right? You also made the statement that we should, as animals do, Mm -hmm. we should have more clicks and grunts and things like that in our our language. Yeah. We do. I said defense. Use it as verbal defense. We have all of that. No, we don't. Of course we do. I teach public speaking all the time. Half of my life is getting people to stop going, uh... Er, buh, buh, That's not uh, verbal defense. Of course it is. It's a pause. No, it isn't. When they're some, looking for the word, it's when, a, it's it's mm-mm. a stop. It's no, a pause. No, no, You're, no, no. You 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 could be more wrong, but you'd have to use poor English. The the idea it am is, a pause. It are is us us. The the idea of those pauses or that uh, is that your brain cannot come up with the word. Right. And in the English language, we cannot stand silence. Yes. So we fill it with a guttural. Bleh. At least in Spanish, they have created a word called pues. Pues. It loosely translates to well. Uh huh. So you say something to somebody and they go. Ways. Let me let me think. Let me think. Just that. I'm Whereas thinking, we hear in, we hear speaking English go, uh, which makes us sound guttural and ape-like. Oh, I love it. Ape-like, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen. Now, those of you who know somebody with musical anhedonia, the idea of being completely indifferent to the love or the dislike of music, anhedonia is not equal to a musical. A musical meaning against musical. Anhedonia is genetic. It is the idea of I was born not able to connect my limbic system to my audio system. They have traced this back to a gene. Yes, because a musical, the idea of not being able to hold a note, not being able to enjoy a note, what have you, is an affliction brought on by trauma, meaning you can get hit in the head hard enough Uh that it alters your physical use of your brain so that music has no effect on you whatsoever. Yeah, but that's not your genetic pattern that no, you it's were not. born with. That's what, that's what I was saying. Musical no, you anhed- didn't say that. I did say that. Music anhedonia is genetic, whereas a musical is getting smacked in the head hard enough to not be able to enjoy music. How how hard do you have to hit me that I won't care about listening to Van Halen anymore? I don't know. Let's try. Let's give that a swing, ladies and gentlemen. Swing and a miss. Who's listening to us on this here Rock School radio W-W-N-W show? WNW in New Wilmington, PA. That's my old stamping grounds. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Coming out of the break, again, at the beginning of this show, I made the statement that number one, we were to figure out that my mother was weird. And then I don't think I said it quite like that. But number two, we were to figure out that I was correct. I've been saying this for years, that music is enjoyed. Music is shown and believed to be a favorite because what it does is create a release of dopamine, a release of serotonin, a release of happiness hormones because of the the notes and the relationship between the notes. There is a lot of people that absolutely love gangster rap. I could care less about it. And you say to yourself, well, Joe, you know, they like it. Why don't you like it? Because it doesn't resonate the same way with me. Right. I'm older. I didn't come up with it. I also believe there's something to the fact that when you are developing, it's the music you listen to. Yeah. It's not what I listen to. Now, there are people like my buddy Bill who like literally everything. He is truly a human being that you say to him, you know, I like all music. Well, how about some death metal? And he'll listen to it and go, hey, you know what? That's not bad. <laughs> Shut up, Bill. You're you're screwing up my theory. Uh. It says here, when something is pleasurable, dopamine and serotonin is released into the, now this is where I'm going to rely on your medical stuff, striatum, S-T-R-A-I-T-U-M. In, into the stratum? Stratum, is that how it's said? I don't know, I don't I liked, see what you're, you're, you're doing. I liked mine better, the striatum. striatum. Yeah, it's how about a stratum. Your big toe? This is the reward system of the brain. The stratum is part of the basal ganglia. This is right in the dead center part of the brain. It's the part that when harmed, produces Parkinson's and produces Huntington's. It literally controls the center of the brain, thus the brain, thus the body. Yes. That's screwed up. In terms of hormones released, those that have a strong connection between the stratum and the auditory receptor system, it releases the same elements as your love of sex and your love of food. So if you want to take that to its full push, that means a song that you love is equal to the pleasure you receive after having sex. However, I've never looked at a song and gone, you going to call me tomorrow morning? Oh, 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 I see. Oh, you, no. You, you got to get up early for work. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, no, you take it easy. You got to do that. You, don't oh, forget your, no. Don't forget your shoes. They're right over here. Okay, yeah, my name is Joe. It's Joe Dorslam. Walk, of, sla walk yeah. of shame, right? Walk of slame? What's a walk of slame, It's a shame. just a little bit late. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns. It says here some research in Sweden. Sweden research, also known as ABBA research, also known as Waterloo research. Does your mother know that you're researching? Suggests uh, that the strongest connection between sound and the reward system comes from positive music, music that makes you happy. I don't 
buy that. I don't buy that. I think it's music that when you have a, a specific emotion, anger, love, what have you, specifically anger, when I listen to stuff that just makes me go, it dissipates the anger. It dissipates the concern. And that makes me feel better. I'm trying to remember a song I listen to when I'm super happy, you know, other than Build Me Up Buttercup. It's the stuff that dissipates the anger that makes me happier. When you work out in the morning, yeah. don't you listen to a bunch of angry Nickelback stuff? They do. I got to be honest with you, though, at the CrossFit place. I do CrossFit. Did I mention that? If only I were a vegan. Oh, it took you too long to, to get only to it. Only if I were a vegan. Um, they play the same songs again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So they're no longer in my brain. They're just oh. there. I've heard them. You know what I mean? I, got, I know that's yeah. that's wrong, but uh, I don't know that I buy that. Once again, I'm Joe Burns. You are Tammy Burns. Here's seven days, seventy seconds. These are the rock and roll dates: September 16th through September 22nd. You got Monday, baby. Go. September 16th, 1979. Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang is released. It becomes the first rap song to chart on the Hot 100. A hip. Hop. Hippity a hop. Hippy to the hippity hip hip hop. That's enough. September 17th, 1967, the Doors defy Ed Sullivan and sing the line, Girl, we couldn't get much higher. On September 18th, 1970, Jimi Hendrix is found dead in his basement. It's a mix of alcohol and a very strong sleeping pill that kills him. Yeah, they believe that was really what did it. He was a social drinker at best. Yep. And when he was over in Europe, either he was given this on purpose, a lot of people believe that, or he just simply didn't realize the strength of the pill. Pills are stronger in Europe. He took the pill dosage to pills that he normally takes while he's in the United States, and it was too much. Just a mistake. September 19th, 1999, the Dixie Chicks become the first country group to top the Billboard album charts when Fly debuts at number one. September 20th, 2010, Leonard Skinner, the namesake of the band Leonard Skinner, dies of Alzheimer's at age 77. September 21, 1971, the Old Grey Whistle Test premieres on the BBC with America as musical guests. And then September 22, 2015, Happy Birthday. I want to do an entire show on happy birthday. Happy birthday's copyright is ruled invalid and the song is put in to the public domain. I believe the music that's sung in church proves this theory more than anything. And it all depends on when you went to church. I love the old church songs. I love... Uh, the hymnals, right, where the circle be unbroken, I like uh, Old Rugged Cross, that kind of stuff. However, people that go to more of the mega church today get into those choruses where they put it up on the screen and they sing the same four or eight lines again and again and again, and it's almost like a dervish. Uh-huh. It's to be done again and again and again until it ceases being a song and begins becoming a feeling. Like a whirling dervish spins in a circle. True, true. So after a while, he or she loses the spin and it becomes a rapture around them. And I think those songs do just that. I think that's the concept of them. I'm going to play a song right now by uh, Maureen Morris. Uh, She is an artist that this woman that I play behind, Naomi, she's a jazz singer. She loves to dance. So right in the middle of her jazz tune, she sings this song. Yes, that's my church. And I believe she's right. The music that you like, it's your church. It sounds like this here on Rock School. 
I've cussed on a Sunday I've cheated and I've lied I've fallen down from grace A few too many times But I find holy redemption When I put this car in drive Roll the windows down and turn up the dial Can I get a second break dig this darling 2012 a study entitled experimental evidence of the roles of music choice social context and listener personality in emotional reactions to music that's not difficult is that the title yes it is i think after that it then sings do re mi fa sol la ti do 15 times it also suggests that it's not only dopamine that is released by a song you like, it's also oxytocin, mm-hmm. O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N. Do you know the nickname of oxytocin? Oxycontin? No. <laughs> I think that's the Rush Limbaugh pill. Uh-huh. It's sometimes known as the cuddle hormone Oh. or the love hormone Nice. Be- because it is not when you have sex, but... It's when you cuddle up with another person and feel good about it. Also, when people snuggle up or bond socially. Right. That's what gets released. It's not the sex hormone. That's dopamine. It says here the release of oxytocin is good for our eudaimonic well-being. E-U-D-A-I-M-O-N-I-C. Eudaimonic well-being. That means our feeling of worth in society, our engagement in society, rather than just individual worth. Okay, Joe, so what does that mean? Have you seen the people that all dress the same way in high school? They all wear the black shirts. Yeah. They all wear the what have you shirt. They all dress up like they love Backstreet Boys or what have you. That's what it is. It's the oxytocin response now they're not cuddling with each other i don't think they are i bet they are they might be every class especially the guys with the heavy metal t-shirts but it's it's the idea of feeling satisfied that you are part of a group and it's the music that makes you part of the group cool Cool. I like it. Who's listening to us, ladies and germs? W-A-B-L and A-Meet, Louisiana. Rockstar. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Coming out of the break, dig this. I don't think I mentioned this earlier. People with a musical anhedonia can love dancing. The music means nothing to them. But the physical rhythm, not the rhythm of the beat, the physical rhythm of their body is different than listening. And in the brain, one does not connect with the other one. Thus... uh, It says here you can hate music, not hate music, but be indifferent to music, but love dancing. Your mom does. You're right. Oh, you're completely right. She loves polka. Oh, yeah. She loves dancing in the square every Friday night. Excellent. She is a huge dancer. Sad sad songs don't make them song. uh, Sad, happy songs don't make them uh, happy. So what do they listen to? Silence, basically. A lot of introverts, they say. That's her. uh, Right. A lot of introverts are these people. They are the musical anhedonia. Okay, so why does a person love a song? Here, once again, those who study our brains have stated this. The combination of music that makes people happy has to do with patterns. People like patterns. You and I have gone on and on about how the music of today, the music our daughter likes, is absolutely terrible. The last song sounds like this song, sounds like this song. Right. It's got the millennial whoop. It's got all those things. And you say, how can you do that? The problem is a formulaic music works better with this connection between the limbic and the musical centers than does some piece of music like Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, does a Bohemian Rhapsody get through every so often? Yes. Also, Why is music so popular at 100 to 120 beats? It suggests here that music faster than our heartbeat. Yeah, that makes sense. Speeds up our heartbeat. Okay. And if it's sped up, but not to the point where we're panting, we like that. Music lovers also interpret lyrics as speech. And the first time you're hearing it, until you have it memorized, you're hearing a friend describing joy for the first time. That last one, I think, is a little wicked Mm. goofy. But I agree with the concept of it's faster than the heartbeat, thus the heartbeat heartbeat has to move up. And it it pulls you along. So this, like I've said from years, music's physical. Why do we like it? Because it gives a physical response. Makes me drive faster also. Does too. Yeah, it does me too. Stop getting tickets. Billy Joel, still rock and roll to me here on Rock School. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress as fast until you spend a lot of money. Everybody's talking about the news, you all then you think too much. Don't you know about the new fashion, honey? All you need are looks and a whole lot of money. It's the next phase, new wave, dance craze. Anyways, it's still rock and roll to me. Everybody's talking about the new sound, funny, but it's still rock and roll to me. Coming into the last break. Now, you were uh, attacking my mother during the last song, stating you're right. She doesn't like music. She is an introvert. She would rather be by herself, and silence makes her happy. I get the feeling you think she's part of a Leo uh, DiCaprio film, (laughs) but it really is, and it's odd that I came from her. 
Now, my father's the absolute opposite. He, you know, dancing, he sings, he's part of a barbershop well, quartet. He, they're the and all perfect that. couple because he pulls her out and makes her do all those things. But if you've ever been with her in a crowd, she's very uncomfortable. She is. She would rather be home playing, you know, rummy cub or bridge. Right. And that would make uh, her happy. As we talk about the idea of what exactly makes music make us happy. I'm going to finish with this. There's a 2016 study in Nature, that being the journal, uh, through MIT and Brandeis University. It suggests that it's, and this, this goes right exactly to what I've been saying. I hate that I'm right all the time. It's, it's, it's bothersome. Intervals, meaning the space, the number of tones between two notes, guide our love of music. And those intervals are cultural-based. Western music loves the fourth and the fifth. That's what we consider most pleasing. What are you talking about? Look, when you're talking about a musical scale, say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, pardon me, A, B, C, D, F, G, A, okay? If you count them, A is one, two is B, three is C, and keep going up, D is the fourth, E is the fifth. Why? Because it's those numbers of the scale. So think about a blues song. Bum, 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 da, da. Dun, dun. We're in A. Hear that movement? Right. That movement is up to the fourth. And that, they say, these Brandeis people, is fantastic, re, fantastically rewarding to people. And then there is that descending. Fantastically rewarding. We love that. I interviewed a classical composer at my last university, and I said to him, why is classical music so difficult? We love that bum, 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 bum. And he said, here, take this Mozart piece and play it. And he played it. And don't get me wrong. It was was a million notes and all that kind of stuff. He goes, just listen to the bass. Bum, 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 bum. It was just that. Really? Yeah. Mozart was writing in fourths and fifths. Why? It makes people happy. And it is physical all the way across. It says here, nature and the person's upbringing is important. What did you hear when you were developing? So is it nature or nurture? Well, it appears to be both. The human animal and where the animal was raised. <laughs> Told you. Yep. Told you. Yes, you did. That's where it is. So... Why do we love music? It's partly because we're human. It's partly because we have these connections in our brain. And it's partly because we were raised here. Had we been raised in India where they use quarter tones and things go, and all that kind of stuff, and you go, that just sounds stupid. Not to them, it doesn't. Not to them, it doesn't. Sounds wonderful. It does. All right, we're going to play one more song. We're going to get out of here. Uh, We'll be back next week with a brand new song. How about Sir Duke from Stevie Wonder? Ooh, nice. That's it, man. Sir Duke, going to do it. Class is dismissed. Tonight.
boss I do. And with a voice like Alice ringing out, there's no way the band can 